Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. All right, and we're back. The Lakers, uh, not so good since we last spoke, Alex Regla. One and three, with both of us thinking they were going to go three and one. Alex, how you doing this week? I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I think it was the first time... Both of us predicted the same number. We both got it just completely wrong, huh? Yeah, just totally opposite. I, I blame my positivity. Um, I always try and go negative because for some reason, every time I'm positive about my sports teams, uh, they I get slapped in the face uh, with an egg. So I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm going to predict the Lakers are not going to win a game for the rest of the year, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, it, the minute you become uh, optimistic with this team, I'll, I'll try to put you in your place. Are you uh, are you one of those people that that believes in in the cosmic sports gods that no matter that it it really does help what you do, not necessarily what's happening on the court? You know what? I, I think when I was younger, I, I was that way. I used to watch when I used to watch the Lakers when I was younger. I would have to watch it alone, and, and like whenever someone would come into my room or like just want to watch with me and they like go on like the other team goes on a 6-0 run i was like 100 percent confident that t- that all happened because someone came in there and tried to watch the tv with me yeah yeah i mean uh, moving positions on the couch crossing your <laughs> legs wearing a shirt it really depends what we do not really what the players do um but but to be going back to not kidding anymore um the lakers one and three monday night kuzma the hero they looked better. Obviously, though, um, you know, it took a buzzer beater to beat the Nuggets. The Nuggets are a good team. Don't get me wrong. Uh, just your overall thoughts since we last spoke on the on the four games of the Lakers. Uh, I believe LeBron didn't play on the back-to-back. Like, a, There's been players in and out. Obviously, the Lakers have clinched the one seed. I keep hearing people say they'll be fine once comes the playoffs. But I've also heard analysts, <clears throat> Chuck Charles Barkley, say that the Blazers will beat the Lakers if the Blazers play uh, the Lakers in the playoffs. Um, just your overall thoughts of the four games, and then we'll get into coming up. Yeah, so, yeah, I think I'm probably a little more... I, I'm not quick to overreact when it comes to this team, especially considering a lot of the context surrounding them. This whole bubble thing is just weird. Like, I I think we were a little spoiled early on in those scrimmage games because how good they looked, and, like, right away... Uh, like I remember that first game, LeBron looked great, and they're like, "Oh crap! Like this is they're just gonna pick off, pick up right where they left off before the season got canceled." And then they started to struggle during these regular season games, and I think that was expected. That was always gonna be expected going in, but I think because they started so well, it kind of brought things back to earth a bit, and they're like, "Oh, it might take a little time." But yeah, I'm not, I'm not too concerned about him. Like there's, there's some issues I think that have been a part of this team and kind of surrounded this team all year and those issues obviously magnified a bit because everybody's watching these games now before it was just you know national audiences would watch the lakers here and there when they're on tnt or espn but now these games are on every like every other day and people are at Mm -hmm. home doing nothing else so the more you have exposure on your team the more people are going to be quick to point out their weaknesses but i'm not too concerned what about you um, I overreact all the time. <laughs> I mean, that's just me. Um, I think, you know, they ran into TJ Warren 
Um, they didn't have LeBron against the Rockets. They were playing like a like Talon Horton Taker, uh, THT, excuse me. Uh, they were playing him a bunch in that game, which is pretty unexpected. Uh, the Thunder, they look terrible against the Thunder. That's the one that I was like, whoa. The Thunder game is the one that I thought something's wrong. Something is really wrong because they looked terrible and everybody was playing. They looked tired. They weren't making shots. Obviously, like they had a decent run in the Rockets, but that was against the Rockets bench because they had like an 18-point lead. And then once the Rockets starters came in, they just blew them out again. The Pacers, they played well, but TJ Warren, I think, shot like 78% that game and that was stupid <laughs> um and the nuggets game they played well and nuggets are a good team so um and i liked what kuzma did that's my individual thoughts on the games but i think overall people keep saying that they'll be okay they'll turn it on they'll flip the switch and i'm just not a believer in that because it's not necessarily that i don't really do think they look tired i don't think that they're lacking effort I don't really think that the cohesion isn't there. I'm seeing guys miss open shots and I'm seeing it a lot. And I'm seeing guys miss shots that normally were making them before the bubble. Danny Green, KCP. Uh, obviously they got new guys that are that are having flashes like Dion Waiters is, is playing pretty well. Uh, Morris hit a couple threes. So there's positives and negatives, but the negatives to me so far have outweighed the positives. Obviously we only win two games in the bubble. That's probably normal for a lot of people but um i just don't know what the answer is to be honest with you dude because they're just missing shots so do you think like i don't think we haven't like you and i haven't talked about how they've looked overall i think we usually Mm -hmm. kind of just do like a the news and kind of the game to game previews and stuff like that but as you've watched all what six was it six games seven games they've played so far seven games seven games do you think two and five two and five do you think they're exerting a lot of effort out there? Because I don't think personally when I watch them, at, but like not counting the Clippers game, they obviously wanted to win that game. Like mm-hmm. that, that was pretty clear their effort there. They've kind of like Raptors game too. Yeah, I, I thought the Raptors game and and that second half of Utah, the Utah game, you can tell they really wanted mm-hmm. to win it. But I think after they clinched, like after it was official that these games technically don't matter in terms of wins and losses. I think that kind of showed in their play. And I think when you couple that with, yeah, like you said, the shooting has just been horrendous. Like it's even after yesterday's game, they're still shooting like 25, 28% overall from three. (laughs) Um, That's not good. But uh, on the bright side, like the last two games overall, they're shooting, I think 38, 39% if you combine those two games. So obviously they weren't going to shoot 25% forever. So I right. think that's where a lot of people were saying, like, I'm not too concerned because I just can't believe this team is going to be, like, historically the worst three-point shooting ever. Like, <laughs> three-point shooting team ever. But I mean, they I, could only improve. Exactly. I'm, I'm just, <laughs> I think the people who say, like, wait to the playoffs, like, I get what you mean by, like, it's, it's really tough to just think this team is going to flip a switch, like, in a week. Like, when the playoffs start, like, boom. This is the, the exact team they were at the same level they were playing at before the stoppage. But... I think the energy level is something that's pretty apparent. Like, I don't think LeBron, uh, I think he had flashes of it yesterday, but I don't think LeBron's going 100% right now. I, I think AD is kind of floated. And I think you can tell by that, by how many jump shots he takes. Like, if he's. A lot being, of jump shots. Yeah, and I think that's. I, someone actually brought this up to me on Twitter. I thought it was a good point. It was how much are, like, him taking jump shots a matter of just, like, I don't want to go in the paint and get potentially injured 
or like pull something when I could just play it safe. Or get poked in jumpers. the eye and have to wear goggles. Like, yeah, he's. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of these he guys are freaky dealing injuries. <laughs> dealing freak injuries. Like we've seen, like look at Ben Simmons. Look at all these players who've had these kind of like horrific injuries since going to the bubble. Like the Lakers, all season with the playing the long game. They want to win the championship. Mm -hmm. If they lose these games, so what? Like obviously we we would hope they play better and look good going to the playoffs. But as long as they're healthy, like I think that's my main concern right now. Well, you see what I'm doing. I'm already starting negative because the more negative I am, the better they will do. But, I mean, you're right, man. I mean, Anthony Davis was 3 of 14 against the Pacers, and they only lost by five. He scored eight points. He he just was terrible from three. He's been bad from threes uh, in the bubble. Yeah. Um, I, I don't really love when Anthony Davis takes threes anyways, unless he's, like, completely wide open. But I think you might see that more if, if teams – if he continues to struggle – Teams might just let him shoot threes. And they're like, hey, I'd rather have Anthony Davis shoot threes than, than put me up in the in the box mm -hmm. and, and post me up because that's the key to success maybe. So um, I for sure what you're saying is is 100% correct. They're a veteran team. Um, their lives probably, and I'm not – I'm making a generalization obviously, but think about you know the Suns are undefeated in the bubble. They're a super young team led by a young guy. Um, and we've, we keep hearing reports about the Lakers off court issues, you know, like what are those issues? It doesn't seem like it's anything serious as far as like some story where people sneaking in or whatever. There's nothing serious at all. Um, but it is something that is affecting the team and cause it, everyone keeps talking about it. What is it? Uh, Danny green, uh, after the game yesterday says guys are getting kind of antsy. Um, they've been in the bubble for a really long time. And it's only going to get longer uh, after the game on Wednesday. I think they're going to have like a week off with no games. So it's it's kind of maybe getting to them a little bit, being in this bubble. I mean, just imagine. I, I always bring this up on my regular uh, talk show. LeBron James lives in like a palace in Beverly Hills, right? Like has a, has a chef, has a masseuse has a trainer, has a nutritionist, has a team, uh, family, everybody's around him, he's in this palace. Now all of a sudden, you plop LeBron, even though we haven't seen his room, in what I'm assuming is like everybody else's room, king-size bed, bathroom, that's it. Like, that's a giant lifestyle change for someone like LeBron James. Is it affecting him on the court? Or am I just being really Stephen A. Smith again? I don't know. But... It's a giant change, man. Anthony Davis is a star. LeBron James is a star. Danny Green's been in the league forever. He's done well off. Like, like J.R. Smith, Morris. Like, these guys have been in the league forever, and now they're stuck in a hotel for 24 hours a day. So I think there's something else there. Hopefully they can kick it in the playoffs, but I do think it's affected them in the bubble. Yeah, like, I don't – like, I think it's tough to disagree with that or for us to think this isn't some type of, like – new situation for these players like obviously it is they're they're accustomed to a certain lifestyle and you when you kind of take that away and put them in this kind of self-contained little area it's definitely going to affect these people these players and especially being away from their families and their loved ones and all that stuff and i think that's something lebron has kind of alluded to lately that you know off the court things that are kind of bothering him so he's obviously a big you know family guy like every social yeah. media post is almost about his family and uh yeah i mean hopefully again i think maybe also after clinching when 
these games don't matter you have more time to kind of like think about your family and not really focus on the game because at the end of the day if you lose to the pacers it's not going to do anything you know yeah. but if you're in a playoff game and you have to be focused for 100 percent of the time or you know going to coaches meetings or practice and uh doing film sessions with trying to scout the playoff opponent like that's going to take your mind off of things where in, in scrimmage games bubble games where they don't count like that's less likely going to happen Anthony Davis's room has apparently turned into the special events room on the NBA campus for the Lakers. According to Chris Haynes, uh, Anthony Davis is one of the few people that has a suite in the hotel. And the team just congregates in his room, like for the versus battle between Snoop Dogg and DMX. Um, <laughs> Davis says, LeBron James is a big Snoop Dogg fan and actually a big DMX fan. And so my room made sense. It started with that, and then we just kept it going from there. So... Who knows really what the bubble? I I know what Javale McGee's room looks like. That's it, just because his vlog. Yeah. So uh, we'll see what happens. Um, obviously, um, the playoffs are like they are a different thing. When you see the same team over and over and over, it's it's different than you know playing a regular season game as unregular as this is, which gets us to the point of this podcast this week. I want to ask you a question, and then we'll, I'll answer it myself. What is your confidence level going into the playoffs right now as opposed to what was your confidence level before the season got suspended? For And when I ask about confidence level for the Lakers winning the championship, because I really do think it does, from the vibe I'm getting from Laker fans, it's championship or bust. Mm -hmm. Like, playoffs is nice. Western Conference finals, yeah, but it's finals. Like, we got to win the finals, right? No, yeah, I think that's uh, that's the same. Everything goal. else is a failure. Pretty much, like this team has gone through so much this year that like it, it has to kind of result in a championship, or or else it's yeah, it's gonna feel like it was it just wasn't a success. But in terms of the confidence level, um, yeah, I mean, I I was a little more confident before the stoppage just because of aspects like home court advantage. We didn't have to deal with this whole play-in situation. Obviously, there's the additional risk of uh, a player testing positive, someone getting hurt, not having Bradley. I mean, even Rondo, I, I know he's not going to make or break this thing, but just not having the guys who kind of got you there and having to add all these new pieces in and kind of hoping they work. That being said, I don't think... I'm at a point where I'm panicking or thinking like there's no way they could win anymore. I just think I had a, a little bit more confidence beforehand. What about you? I had a lot more confidence. I thought they were going to probably like breeze by the first two rounds, uh, long series versus the Clippers beat them. And then, you know, probably bucks or somebody else in the East. Um, I, I find it a tougher road now. But I'm also the guy that said they were going to not be the one seed, that they might be a bottom four seed. So, you said they might um, not make the playoffs, right? <laughs> I said if they struggled in the beginning, they may not make the playoffs. But they didn't struggle at all. They kicked everybody's ass early on, except the Clippers. Um, I think that it's just going to be a tough road. I think the East is tougher than people think. Um Obviously, the Sixers injuries kind of eliminates one if Embiid is out for a long time, too. Who knows? But... As just the Western Conference is concerned, um, I'm a little bit worried about the play-in if they do play the Blazers. Because, I, I mean, 
even if it was at a home court advantage, I think that Damian Lillard is just unpredictable. He can carry a team like he did the other day and score 55 and lead him to a win almost every night, it feels like. So um, my confidence has definitely diminished. Um, I, I definitely still think that they are the favorite and they are expected to come out of the West, regardless of how they've played so far in the bubble. And I agree with that. I just think it's going to be harder. I wouldn't be surprised to see a longer series in the first round. And, um, I mean, let's not forget, man, like winning a championship is not easy. Teams go seven. Like the Warriors almost lost to the Rockets a couple times during their dynasty. So it's not it like, like, I think we always kind of forget that just because you win a championship doesn't mean like, and you were expected to win. doesn't mean it was easy to even do it. Um, and I don't think it's going to be easy for the Lakers to do it. Is there something you've like seen in, in these games, in the bubble games, that kind of has been the most concerning thing that kind of plays into why you feel less confident now? They can't guard fast guys. Uh, that's always been an issue. That's why I, Dam- I bring up Damian Lillard. That's... Um, that kind of point guard they've never been able to defend in my lifetime i can't remember the last time they were to defend somebody that 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 way um that concerns me not the defense in general just someone like that like a russell westbrook to just cause havoc james harden will cause havoc um and then also primarily obviously he had a better game against the nuggets but danny green i think he's a big key to this team in the playoffs they're gonna need him to make three-pointers and him not being good at three-pointers is very concerning. Those two things stand out the most to me as far as concerns. Let me ask you the same questions, and I'll, and then I'll ask you what you've actually liked so far in the bubble. So for you, what concerns do you have? I think it's the three-point shooting. It, and it's not so much that I, I think they're going to shoot 20% like what they're doing now in the playoffs. Like that's going to carry over. But I, I am afraid that there's going to be a couple games in a series where those guys just go cold again, and then AD gets doubled and he doesn't handle that well, and the ball starts to get turned over, LeBron starts forcing things, and the offense kind of just breaks down. Like, I, like the offensive struggles have obviously been, like, apparent, uh, but all, like, this isn't something that's super new. Like, this team wasn't a great half-court offense this year. I think they're, like, 20th or 18th in terms of half-court offense. Mm-hmm. Where they scored so many points was in transition. They were, like, the first top like top one or two in terms of transition points per game and stuff like that. Like they're really good in transition, but what happens in the playoffs? Usually transition kind of gets taken out of the equation. It's more grinded out in the half court. And this team is not necessarily that great at it. If their shooting isn't at least like league average. And then if LeBron and AD, like you would hope we get, like super focused LeBron AD every single game of the playoffs. So we might, and we might like, that's something that might wake them up. But if there's just one or two games where one of them is there and one of them's floating around that, that kind of concerns me. Yeah. Um, so as far as the positives, is there anything other than Kyle Kuzma's play that has been like, damn, that's pretty good. Yeah. I was just going to say Kyle Kuzma. I think uh, besides that, I don't, I, I can't think How about Dion waiters. I think Waiters, uh, I think he's doing the things that we wanted him to do, like we envisioned him to do. Like kind of similarly to Dwight, when we signed Dwight, we're like, as long as he plays defense and rebounds, like we'll be happy, and he did that. And with Dion, when we signed him, we're like, as long as he kind of sparks the offense when it kind of goes crappy and he can make some plays for others, we'll be happy. 
and he's mm -hmm. done that like the shooting comes and goes like that's just part of the thing with him the defense is i don't think has not been that great <laughs> um but again i think something that kind of plays the part into why this team hasn't looked all that great in the bubbles they're playing guys way more minutes than they're gonna be playing in the playoffs like Dion waiters is not gonna get 25 minutes in a playoff game if he gets no. 10 to 12 minutes like he might look a lot better because it's like in a little smaller of a sample right but if you're mm -hmm. exposing him to more playoff caliber opponents for a longer stretch yeah those weaknesses are probably going to get uh, magnified a bit more so I think Dion, I think he is a bright spot in terms of he at least is doing the things you want him to do. Mm -hmm. He, it's only six games, but he's the Lakers' fourth top scorer so far this season mm -hmm. per game. <laughs> That's, yeah. I mean, so he can score. And as long as he doesn't shoot threes, he's pretty good because he's shooting uh, 56% from the field, non three, three point shots, which is good. He's terrible at threes so far at 16%. But, um, I don't think he's going to get 25 minutes, but has he made an argument to maybe get that? We all assume that Rondo is going to, that Rondo's minutes were going to go to Caruso, right? That's yeah, kind I, of I so. one yeah. of the assumptions. Mm -hmm. Do you think that waiters has taken some minutes away from Caruso or do you think that they won't, those two may, maybe don't cancel each other. They actually might play together. I mean, if you believe like the plus minus stats, like those those two have been amazing together. I think they're like a plus 28 when those two are on the floor during this bubble. So those two have actually played really well together. Caruso is another thing that kind of worries me in terms of, I'm not sure. Well, he's been injured too. Like he hurt his back. He hurt his neck. Uh, he ran into Bulbul yesterday and had to leave the game. I don't think we've got an update on that, by the way. So that's something we should be uh, kind of be paying attention to uh, before Thursday's game. But uh, he hasn't played that many minutes, especially with LeBron. Like, I know he started that game uh, that Dan Green was out, but I'm not sure exactly if it's just, again, Frank Vogel giving guys extra extra minutes and experimenting with the rotations or not, or if Caruso really is going to be 25 minutes to 28 minutes a game or not. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, Vol I think Waiters has at least proven that he deserves to be in the playoff rotation. And I think that's that's a pretty big development. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what rotations Vogel actually uses in the playoffs because we're seeing so many different ones right now to talk about them and expect them to be the ones in the playoffs. I think is just crazy because there's like he's played Dion and LeBron together. He's played like Quinn Cook, Caruso. I think Dion even played all three of them played together at first second there. We like those things are just not going to happen in the playoffs. Dudley's getting run here and there. I don't expect to see him really at all in the in the playoffs uh, unless emergency situations. Um I, THT is getting minutes. THT is getting minutes, but he looks freaking confident as hell. Like, that's the thing about some of these guys that I think they know that, listen, I may not get run in playoffs. So I'm just going to go out there and just go. And I got to go. Quinn Cook killed it uh, against the Nuggets, I mean, against the uh, Pacers. He was on fire. I think he was like the second leading scorer of that game. Um, THT looked really good, really aggressive. I like what I've seen from him so far. Um, Caruso has been a bit of a disappointment, but like you said, he's been injured. Kuzma has definitely put yeah. himself into a, um, death lineup rotation. Like that kid's going to be in the, in the final minutes of every game. Um, who else is out? Like KCP has gone reverted to what he was, <laughs> um, before this season, but he also has been a little banged up little nicks here and there. Just like, 
I'm not. Yeah, the bench really does another concern too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now I think about it, great. yeah, the bench is another concern too. But that's that's been a concern that we've had all year. Who's going to be the third guy? Who's going to score off the bench? What's your death lineup? Who's playing point guard? Those have been the questions that this particular podcast has talked about all year. So I and mean, we still don't have answers. I at least think Kuzma is rounding into that third guy. Like again, it's a small sample and everything, but man, he like his confidence level in terms of like the effort he's showing on the floor is night and day compared to the regular season. And I hope I really hope this is sustainable because if if this is the Kuzma they get in the playoffs and if you and you also get like super engaged LeBron and AD, I think the Lakers are in good shape, but if Kuzma reverts back to what he was in the regular season yeah i mean uh, we'll still have these same issues and at least Dion has showed that he can spark the offense off the bench uh when it gets stagnant and stuff and hopefully those bench issues become less of an issue if you know the rotation gets shortened up to like eight players and a lot of guys just end up not playing and it's just lebron and ad playing 35 to 40 minutes a game which probably is what's going to happen LeBron on Kuz. This is from Mike Trudell, the Lakers sideline reporter. In order for us to win a championship, he, Kuz, has to be our third best player. He added that if LeBron or AD doesn't have it going on a night, Kuz has to be the second best player. I think that's right. Like, I don't, there's no one else on the roster who has a skill set like Kuzma that can check off all the boxes this team needs. He's like, again, this is granted if his defense continues to be really good. And if he continues to make his shots, like he's shooting over like 40% from three since coming to Orlando, like that's, I mean, that's a huge development. So if that, those two things remain to be true, then yeah, like he, that's the third player you'd be looking for. Mm-hmm. And I've, we have been saying it all year, Kuz needs to be the guy. And the Lakers agreeing with that is no surprise because of everything you just said. There is no better actual individual basketball player on this team besides AD and LeBron than Kyle Kuzma. And that's, fine like Kuzma has shown that he can be a scorer what has impressed me the most by Kuz has not only been his scoring it's been his mental attitude and how confident he looks and it's been his defense his defense has actually seemed to be incredibly improved and LeBron said was also asked I don't have it in front of me but LeBron was also asked what's the biggest difference that you've seen in Kuz and he said it's the health he just was not healthy coming off the team USA injury like he just never really got there he got healthy during uh lockdown and now we're seeing coups be coups. And if that's true, awesome, because that's the jump that we all were expecting, wanting, and needing for the Lakers to be a championship team. So it all seems to be kind of falling into place with Kuzma. Uh, I think Frank Vogel writing up a play for him to shoot the final shot was very, very well done, obviously because it worked, and because now it kind of puts Kuzma on like, dude, I got this. I'm good. I got. I can I can ball. He said, what did he say? Like, if Jesus was... <laughs> was defending me i'd still shoot it or something well that speaks again that speaks volumes to how like how much confidence his bubble's done for him like the lakers have not looked good right like these seven games mm-hmm. or whatever but if there's been one bright spot it's kuzma and if kuzma's like you get a confident engage kyle kuzma going to the playoffs all these games like that that'll be worth it mm-hmm. um we would give you an update on who the Lakers might play in the first round, but there's a lot of eliminating scenarios. And at this moment, the Suns are playing the Sixers there in the third quarter, and the well, the Grizzlies are 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 losing by a lot to the Celtics, but they're only in the second quarter. 
earlier today the Spurs lost to the Rockets and later tonight the Blazers play the Mavericks so for us to sit here and tell you who they're going to play what the scenario is it would make no sense because by the time we're done or by the time you're listening to it all these games would be over so we have no idea the Suns have been incredibly impressive obviously undefeated playing the Sixers with no Ben Simmons no Joel Embiid that helps the Grizzlies I believe are they locked in not yet not yet no if they win they're locked in but uh, to, the, the, to the plan yeah like they to can't the plan yeah. there will be a plan and that's this weekend august 15th or 16th uh there won't be one on the east because the wizards were eliminated right yeah yeah so they're out because i mean their whole team didn't even show up <laughs> um whoever plays the nets is gonna probably be okay too but there won't be a plan on the east there will be one on the west so the lakers will be the final team to know who they play a disadvantage again yeah, I think I'm not sure who was talking about. That. I think it might have been Reggie Miller yesterday on the TNT uh, telecast. But yeah, he was saying. He, I mean, again, it's kind of forget about this, but like having that top seed this year really does not mean anything uh, in terms of like uh, advantages. You're not going to get home court. You're you're really not going to know who you're playing in terms of the eight seed until like the last possible moment, and then mm-hmm. you could potentially have to play two all stars in Lillard and McCollum as your reward for this whole playing tournament. Like that wasn't yeah. really going to be a potential outcome unless the Grizzlies just collapsed in the regular season. So yeah, I mean, what's crazy is that now you're playing probably the hottest team in the bubble. Possibly. Yeah. yeah but the Blazers, like I, I think they're, they're a bit overrated in terms of how they've played. Like they've lost to the Clippers who weren't even playing their guys the last five minutes. They barely beat Philadelphia who was without Simmons and Embiid didn't really play the second half. So like, I'm not, like, obviously, I'm afraid of Lillard. Like, Lillard could change a series by himself. But I'm, like, I'm pretty confident the Lakers can handle the Blazers. I'm not going the Charles Barkley route here. I, I'm not either. I just don't like what the Clippers did. I thought they knew what they were doing, man. Let's fire up. Let's fire up Lillard because we ain't playing him. Like, there's no way we're playing him until it's the Western Conference Finals. Let's piss him off. Send him to the Lakers. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like. I don't like the Clippers at all. <laughs> I, I uh, wish. I wish there was a way we can get Portland Clippers in a playoff series, but that the only way would be if the Lakers were to lose to Portland. So, right. So I don't think that's happening. So, Alex, um, we will see what happens. We do predictions every single uh, week here. There's only one game, and then by the time we're on, I think we're on the day before the playoff game. So. What you got? They're playing the Kings Wednesday, ten thirty in the morning. <laughs> oh man, it's a ten thirty in the morning game. Okay, so I, I mean on Thursday, not Wednesday. Oh, they're, okay. they're playing on Thursday. Excuse me. Uh, I'm gonna say they win, and I, but I'm not. I, I think they're probably gonna rest a few guys, if not all of them. But I, I just don't know if the Kings what they have to play for at this point. How about this? this you, be, you also have to predict who they're gonna play. Who they Who's play? Gonna, yeah, who do you think is <laughs> gonna play? There will be a playing game. That makes it very difficult. Um, the Grizzlies are not even locked into the eight yet. So we don't know who's going to only have to win one game. Because remember, that rule is different. If you're the eight seed, you just got to win one. If you're the the, the playing, or technically the nine seed, you got to beat that team twice, you, two times in a row. So that is a whole loop. But since you asked me... Uh, I'm going to say that the Lakers will be playing the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. I I, <laughs> I think Phoenix is 
that's the team I've like. They're a game the back. Most. They're a game back. Uh, the Blazers and the Spurs are currently tied. Uh, winning percentage is uh, to the Blazers. I, that's the tiebreaker, right? Winning percentage if they have the same. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I think the oh, dude. I don't know if the Grizzlies lose today. I I, <laughs> I was gonna say Suns because I think I'm down to see it. You know, this new <laughs> wave of talent, Aiden and Booker um, versus uh, AD and LeBron sounds fun. By the way, the Suns traded TJ Warren for cash considerations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, yeah, I was. I'm. You caught me off guard there. I didn't think you were gonna pick the Suns. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I guess I'll just go Blazers. I'm just going to go with kind of like who's got the best player. And I think Lillard yeah. is the best player to that group. But that being said, I wouldn't be surprised if the Grizzlies beat them in a little series. Like you said, they just got to win one game. It's got to win one. That's going to be such a good, intense thing. Because, I mean, it's a play-in game. Yep. It's like an NCAA tournament game. Let's just say that the the 8 seed doesn't win the first game. That second game is going to be so intense. Oh, it's going to be crazy. And it's a back-to-back. So, yeah, dude, it's going to be... I hope it happens. Whoever yeah. the play-in is, I hope the 8 seed doesn't win the first game because I think that second game will just be nuts. I think it'll be so good and so intense. And I think it'll be obvious... I don't think it'll be. It will obviously be our first playoff experience with no fans. And just to see how that energy works... Um, I think the Lakers bench has kind of died off a little bit yeah, after that. That's a good point. So um, to to bring that energy back, you're going to have to. You know, Caruso was talking about how he's had to adjust. So if Caruso's adjusting, imagine how much LeBron's adjusting to. LeBron hasn't played in an empty arena since he was like maybe ever. Like his games have been on TV since he was in middle school. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So you say Blazers? I say Blazers. Yeah. I hope not. I really don't want to yeah. play Damian Lillard. I don't care. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, yes, they haven't looked that great, but I just never want to play Damian Lillard. No, and I don't want to. And I don't want to play Skinny Mellow. And I don't want to see <laughs> CJ McCollum. Yeah, I mean, it's a terrible matchup as for them too. Like, I was just I, gonna I, say, like, who's gonna guard LeBron on that team? <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, and I've been, I've, I've told you, like, I think that the 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 strength the Lakers have is against big men i think that they can just shut down big men over yeah. and over and over they'll just throw guys at nurkic all game long um so we'll see see what happens um next week taco tuesday yeah i'm alex padilla at alex padilla 86 you're alex regla at alex m regla on twitter subscribe to your newsletter go for it plug it yeah newsletter throwdowns.substack.com it's free uh, I'm probably going to be writing a lot of playoff stuff because we finally have playoff basketball, so that's exciting. Um, Check that out. I say Suns. Well, that would be freaking crazy if it is. Uh, Alex says Blazers, which I think a lot of people would say, and then we'll get a lot of hot takes coming from the TNT crew after if that does happen. <laughs> so we will talk to you guys next week. Subscribe to Silver Screen and Roll Podcast, Spotify, Apple. Go to silverscreenroll.com for all your Lakers news. Follow Alex's newsletter for insightful, smart, genuinely good writing about the Lakers. Check that out. Uh, We will talk to you next week, Alex, and everybody else. Thanks, dude. Thanks, man.